Hey everybody, welcome to Life Awakening. As always, I am your host, Coach Kelly Tammy, out here in beautiful Southern California, San Diego to be exact, and it is a hot one today. So, guess what? It is episode number 50! OMG! Like, guys, I am so freaking excited that you have no idea how stoked I am about reaching episode number 50. I, like, if you've been listening to my podcast before, I, I told you straight up, podcasting was never a part of my vision before. I really didn't know what podcasting was. I think I had listened to a couple of Andy Stanley's podcasts before, and I follow Andy Andrews, and so I would get his emails, and he would have his podcast, and I think he calls it something else now, but he used to have a podcast, and I would just look at the titles, and if it was something I wanted to listen to, I'd listen to it on Stitcher or whatever, but I was never, like, really huge into it or whatever, and I was like, okay, fine, but you know, last November, I woke up hugging myself and I saw myself doing a live podcast. And I was like, oh, well, I guess I'm doing a podcast now. And in 48 hours, I had my podcast up and running. And so here we are, 50 episodes later, over 6,400 freaking downloads. OMG, you guys are like the bomb.com. Because without you listening, doing the downloads, none of this is possible. And I am just so humbled and thankful and grateful that you guys jump on here each and every freaking week to listen to me. Yep! It is awesome. I just like to have fun. I want to laugh. I want to have a good time. I want to teach you guys something. I want to give you some inspiration. I want to give you some motivation. I want to give you some tools and some tricks and some tips in order to help you make your life a better life. Whatever that looks like, because I don't know where you're at in your in your journey. I just know that that journey that I have been on, I have learned so much and it would be so much better if I could just give you my experiences and you could learn from them and hopefully it would keep you from making some stumbles or running across some roadblocks and other areas of your life. It's like, oh, I remember Tammy saying that this happened to her and she went through X, Y, and Z. And when she did A, B, and C, it just kind of made everything better. And so I recognize this now. So I'm going to go ahead and jump this hurdle before I stumble over it. You know, so that's, that's really my purpose and everything. And so the title of today's podcast is called Reflection Intentions. And I know that sounds like a really weird title and you're like, what the hell does that mean, Tammy? So many people, and I talk about this all the time, like sometimes you have to look back at your past and we, we have those WTF moments, you know, like, what the fuck was I thinking? Like, why did I do this? And if we, we look back at those things and we do that reflection or that reflecting and we do it in a negative connotation, which brings us down, that keeps us trapped. It keeps us from moving forward. That hurts us in the long run from achieving our goals and our dreams. It sometimes it'll even keep us from taking a step forward, making that first step for you having a podcast. Maybe you've always thought about having a podcast. You know, I, I had my one of my best friends, Sean Miller, on here last week. You guys rocked out my podcast from last week, like 55, I think 55 downloads for, for last week. That's amazing. Thank you so much. I'm assuming that you liked it because y'all rocked it out. <laughs> but, you know, maybe you have an idea and you've been hesitating to take that first step because you failed so many other times. Well, let me tell you something. There's no such thing as failure. There's feedback. Hear me? There's no such thing as failure. Failure happens when you get when you get so far down that you don't even try anymore. That you completely just give up and check out on life. That's failure. 
Failure happens when you are six foot under and you can't do anything else to change it. Okay, everything else is feedback. Maybe you tried something and it didn't work. Well, did you break down what didn't work? Did you figure out if, okay, the, all of everything that you tried didn't work or was it one piece of it that didn't work? Maybe you didn't have enough data. Maybe you just performed something just a little bit off and it put a kink in the rail for everything else to happen. Like you, you've got to do your research and development. You've got to do your, your reflection on, okay, I did A, B, and C. Did I do A as perfectly as I could in that moment? Yes. Did I do B as per perfectly as I could in that moment? Hmm. That one didn't turn out so good. Well, if B didn't turn out so good, then C is not going to turn out because A plus B equals C. So if B wasn't flowing like it was supposed to, what part about B didn't work? Like, that's what I mean. Like you're, you're reflecting on things that happened in your life and you're not doing it with any intention to figure out what could you have done better or how can you change it so that the next time you do it, it works better or it works. Yeah, it works better than what you had originally intended it for in the first place. So there's always a purpose. It, there has to be a purpose in your reflecting. It can't be oh, well, I, I, you know, I'm looking back at my past and I just suck and this is my lot in life. Like you, like you got a lottery ticket for life and it says you suck. No, that is not how that is. If your life sucks, it's because you're choosing to stay stuck. You're choosing to stay where it is that you are. Sorry, not sorry. Pull up your big girl panties because we're fixing to dive into some really deep shit today. We're going to get it handled. Like, I love you guys. And this is the 50th episode. I can't like half-ass bring you this episode and think that that's okay because it's not. <laughs> I need to bring what I'm singing today. And I got all, and, and you know, we're starting off with reflection intention. But I am going to be bringing the heat with a whole bunch of topics today. So this is what I want you to do. <laughs> I want you to go get your favorite beverage. I want you to grab your notebook and a pen because I'm pretty sure you're going to want to take some notes today. And I have, I think, depending, I, yeah, uh, I don't know. We'll see. I, I, I think I got a surprise at the end. If, it, if everything works out and it flows like I think it's going to flow, uh, I... And, I, and I'm pretty sure I told you guys this, but I've been working on an online course. I think I might have just like mentioned it in passing. I haven't talked a whole lot about it, but uh, I am going to tell you this right now. The course is coming together. It is the freaking bomb.com. I've been going through some of the exercises with some of my friends and I was like, okay, this is what I got so far. Tell me how this sounds. Do this exercise. Tell me how you feel. Da, 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 da. And like, dude. It is knocking shit out of the park. So what I want to do at the end of this episode, which means you have to stick around to the end. <laughs> there is a purpose in that. Stick around to the end. And we're going to do one of the exercises that I have in my new, in my new online course. So I'm, I'm putting together a beta program for it right now. And I'll give away all the details later on how you can sign up for that, how much it's going to cost, uh, all that kind of good stuff, what all is going to be involved, the time requirement for you. It's going to be a, a, a live video class. It's going to be awesome. So, but let's get back to the podcast today. Reflection, intention. Go get your beverage, 
Go get you a notebook, get you a pen, get you a comfy chair. Might want to get some tissues because I'm going to be getting all up in your grill, which is not anything unusual. Take a second, listen to my awesome sponsors for this week, and we will be right back with Reflection Intention. Hey everybody, this is Coach Kelly Tamey. I hope you are really enjoying the Life Awakening podcast. And I wondered, did you know that you can actually get paid to listen to my podcast? I know it sounds really crazy, but it's true. I just found this awesome new app. It's called PodCoin, and you actually get paid to listen to my podcast or any other podcast that you want to listen to. Here's how it works. You listen to the podcast and you earn PodCoin while you listen. Then you turn that PodCoin into gift cards at places like Amazon or Starbucks. Or if you choose, you can donate it to a PodCoin charity of your choice. The more you listen, the more you earn. So here's what you do. Go right now and download the app on your iPhone or Android. And I have a special code for you. Simply use the code LIFEAWAKENING and you'll get 300 PodCoin just for signing up. And if you listen to enough podcasts on here, you'll get a cappuccino at Starbucks or an Amazon gift card on us. So go ahead and listen to this podcast or virtually any podcast on PodCoin and sign up with the code Life Awakening. I swear it'll change the way that you listen to podcasts. All right, everybody. Welcome back to the show. As always, I am your host, Coach Callie Tamey. Thank you for joining us for the second part of Reflection Intentions. So as I said in the opening, what I mean by reflection intentions is when you look back on your life, when you're looking at your past, I want you to look at it with intention. What is that intention? That is intention is to find something positive out of the things that happen. Find the lessons that you can build on in order to create your future and make it better than what your past was. Like, we don't have to sit still in one spot for the rest of our life. Oh, this shitty thing happened, so now I'm just stuck here. That's what my book is about. Dear Victim, it's time for us to break up now. So if you haven't gone and got your copy of the book yet, go do that right now. Go to Amazon in the search bar. Type in Tammy Loftus and it will pop right up. It's the only book that I got. It'll be the first one. Hit it. Get it. Hit that buy button. Go ahead and get it and read it. And I'm telling you, it is going to change you. I don't try to compare my past or my childhood with anybody else's. Because no matter what I went through, my emotions and the decisions I made affected me. No matter what you went through, the emotions that you felt with what you went through were as hard for you as mine were for me. Your decisions were based off of your emotions and the things that you went through that may have taken you down roads and paths that you did not like. They, they, you ended up doing shit that you wish you hadn't done. But let me tell you this, everything that you did had a purpose. And, you know, people all the, all the time say, you know, me and my friend Vanna were talking about this earlier. You know, people say, oh, well, you know, if I had, if I could go back and I could change this, I would do that. Well, you know, hindsight's twenty twenty. If change it, like, I don't really think many of us would change some of the things that we did. You know, the, the, the traumas and stuff that happened to us. I have people telling us, like, you know, if you could go back and change that, would you? And I was like, you know, I wouldn't be who I am right now. I don't know who I would be without having the struggles and the traumas that I went through in order to, for me to grow. You know what I mean? In order for me to be able to stand in my power. 
I, I've thought about sometimes, you know, what would happen if I was born to a mom that wasn't abusive? What would happen if I was born to this perfect family that had money? I got to go to whatever college I wanted to go to. I would have been able to go to whatever school I wanted to go to. I could have become whoever I wanted to. Like, would I have had any struggles? Would I have had any hardships in order to learn from? Because like, if you're handed everything... And I like the, I, I, I don't know. I wasn't given everything to my life. I didn't have a silver spoon in my, in my mouth. Everything that I am right now is a direct reflection of the things that I went through and learned from. I'm going to say that again. Everything that I went through, everything that I am today, right now, talking to you on this podcast, everything that I am today right now is a direct reflection of everything that I have gone through and learned from and grown from. My friend Chip Baker, he wrote a book, Growing Through Your Go Through, which is basically the same thing. Like in order for you to get through your hard times or the things that your struggles, yeah, in order for you to get through your hard times, get through your struggles, you got to grow. Now, let me, let me, let me, let me put a little salt in the wound right now. What if the struggles and the hardships you are going through are meant to make you grow into the person you need to be to get the things that you ask God for? Hmm. How's that for a, a, a little epiphany for you today? What if, let's say like, what, what's one of your big dreams? You know, I, I said that I wanted to. I never said I wanted to live in California. I had no idea I was going to live in California. But I, as a kid growing up, I always said I wanted to help people. From a very young age, I knew that I wanted to help people. And I think me wanting to help people, I wanted to make them feel better because I wanted to be a nurse. I wanted to be a labor and delivery nurse. And I, that's in my book. I said, I want to be a labor and delivery nurse. I wanted to go to the University of Alabama. Those were the things that I wanted to do. Well, I filled out my application and sent it off. I never got a letter back from them. Now, at the time, I had no idea that everybody gets a letter. Whether it's yes or whether it's no, everybody gets a letter. So one of two things happened. Either mom didn't send it off like she said she did, or... I got accepted and mom threw the letter away so I wouldn't go away. Both of those things are very logical in what could have happened. Because quite honestly, I don't remember if I took it to the school and gave it to my counselor to send off or if I gave it to my mom and had her fill it, I had her send it off. I'm, I don't, I I don't remember. I I, I can't honestly say one way or the other, which, which way that was. I want to say I gave it to my mom. But I'm not 100% sure on that. So six to one and a half dozen other. Either way, I, still, I know I filled out the application. I know I put it in the envelope. I know that I never got anything back. Nothing was put in my hand and said you made it or you didn't. If, let's play, let's play devil's advocate for a second. If I had gotten accepted, if I had gone to the University of Alabama, if I had become a nurse, if I had worked in labor and delivery, would I be doing a podcast right now? Probably not. Would I be a life coach right now? Probably not. Would I be living in California right now? Hmm. Maybe, maybe not. Probably not. Would I have stayed in Alabama? Hmm. Maybe, maybe not. Would I have gone through the depression that I went through? Probably. I think that the depression was inevitable 
for me. I think that all the years that I was growing up, going through all of the traumas that I was going through, and maybe they were repetitive. From the time, like I can go back and remember two and a half, three years old, the childhood sexual abuse from my mom and my biological father. And then when the sexual abuse from them stopped, the physical abuse started. There was physical, mental, emotional, verbal abuse that came from my mother all the way up until she died. Right? I say until she, well, yeah, I, I say until she died, but it, uh, until, until after my depression, I started coming out of my depression, she, she no longer, I no longer gave her the power or permission to control me or speak to me in ways that I deemed not fit. I also wrote in my book, if you look under Family Dynamics, if you got a copy of my book, if you haven't gotten to that section yet, but under Family Dynamics, I talk about some pretty, pretty strong physical abuse that was going on, including one time me and my mom got into an argument because I was, I got home from softball practice and, and I don't know what school schedules are right now, but this, this was my schedule at school. This is my senior year in high school. I just got home from softball practice. We had lunch before like 11, 11, 15 in the morning, I think at the latest. I had to stay after school. I had softball practice. I got home at 4.30. I'm starving. I've not had anything to eat since say 11.30 that morning. I had worked the night before. I worked at a steakhouse there in, in Homewood. Somebody had called in an order and didn't come pick it up. And so I got that, it was a New York strip steak and a baked potato. I got it for half price plus my discount. So I'm taking that home. Thank you for not showing up. I appreciate you. So it was in the refrigerator. I come home. I'm going to warm that up because I am starving. Like I can't wait for my mom's not even started cooking dinner yet. It's 4.30. She's like, what are you doing? I was like, I, I got to eat. I'm hungry. Like I, she was like, well, I'm going to fix spaghetti. And I was like, well, I'm going to eat that too. But right now I'm hungry. I haven't had anything to eat since 11.30. And I just got home from like I had softball practice. Like I'm starving. Like I got to have some food. She snapped on me. She's like, if you don't want to eat what I fucking cook in this house, pack your shit and get out. I'm like, okay, I'm out. I had my car. I had a job. I made money. I was going to go stay at my best friend's house. We just had a few more months left of school. I was going to be out. Like, I didn't care. And so she comes upstairs. She started, she was like, where are you going? And I was like, didn't you just tell me to get out? I'm pretty sure that's what you just told me to do. I'm doing what you told me. I think it's going to save us both a lot of trouble. I ain't got about a few more, few more months left of school. We 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 don't make this easy. So go back downstairs. Let me handle my business. It's gonna be best thing for both of us. She's like, you're not going anywhere. And she starts snatching my stuff out of my out of my duffel bag. And I'm like, Ma, I'm telling you, I'm leaving. You told me to get out. This is gonna be a problem. She's not listening. She starts grabbing my stuff, and she was like, you're gonna listen to me. And I was like, oh, I'm supposed to listen to you now. She was like, yes. And I was like, oh, why? She was like, because I'm your mother. I said, oh, so that's supposed to mean something to me now. She balled up her fist and she punched me square in my jaw, snapped my head back. Before I realized what had happened, I then snatched her up, put her in a wall with my forearm up in her throat and had her pinned so tightly that she couldn't breathe. And I was nose to nose with her and I told her in a growl, if you ever put your hands on me or my brother, ever brothers, ever again, I will kill you with my bare hands. Are we clear? And I eased my arm up off of her throat just enough for her to breathe. And you could just see the fear that she had. I think that was the first time I was 17, 16, 17. That was, yeah, I was 17, senior year in high school. That was the first time I think she ever realized 
she had gone too far and we weren't going to take it anymore. Like I, I, I was done. Like you weren't going to hit me no more. You weren't going to hit my brothers. Not while I'm there. You're not like I'm, I'm, I'm over all this bullshit. Like I'm done. And she did the same thing. My brother had to do the same thing. My oldest brother, Billy, had to do the same thing to her one time, too, after I moved out. Same thing. Thought she'd get smart. Ball up her fist and hit somebody. Billy's big. Billy's 6'2". You know, Ma's 5'8". I'm 5'5". So, yeah, it's that, that was our family dynamics. That's what we went through. I don't believe that if my life had been different... If everything had been all sunshine and roses, I don't think I would have handled going through my dark places the way that I would have. I don't think that I would be the person that I am today. I don't think that I would be standing where I am on top of the world, written a book and changed my life in the dramatic form that I had if I had not had to learn how to overcome those struggles really don't. I, I, I've told, I've had several people ask me, would you change anything? And it's like, no, actually, I don't, I don't think I would to be, and, and that's just honest. I really don't think I would change anything. Like what, I, I wouldn't even know what to change it to because I don't know how it would turn out. I love me the way that I am right now. Love me. Like I, I think I have this phenomenal life. I have, I have phenomenal goals. I have phenomenal friends. I have phenomenal job at the gym. I'm phenomenal life coach in business. You know, I got a best-selling book. I got a online course that I'm creating, which is going to be phenomenal. Like what, what would I change? You know, did I, did I have some shitty relationships along the way? Absolutely. Well, do you go to a restaurant and have a shitty meal sometimes? Absolutely. Does that mean that you're not ever going to eat again? Cause you had a bad relate because you had a bad meal. Uh, no, you gotta have the bad relationships or the jacked up relationships in order to figure out what it is you want or don't want in a relationship in the future. That's how we learn is by making mistakes. It's really not mistakes because here's my thing. It's only a mistake if you continue to make it over and over and over again. It's a lesson. The first time you do something, you figure out something didn't work. Okay, that didn't work. Let me try something else. That's, that's a lesson. But now if you go back and you do that same thing over again, oh yeah, that's a mistake. Is that well? I said that all backwards. If you do something and it doesn't work out, that's a mistake. If you go back and do that exact same thing again, knowing that it's not going to work out and the results are going to be shitty, that's a choice. Think about that. It's a mistake if you if you do it once. It's a choice if you do it multiple times. My relationships, they were all different. They all taught me something different. They taught me what I wanted or not in a relationship. They taught me what I liked in a man or not. I had to learn a lot about myself. I didn't know that I was, I considered sex to be love. It took me till I was in my forties to figure that out. I could my, my, could my relationships have been better if I had known that? Absolutely. Do I think they would have changed who it is that I date now or what my expectations are for dating now? Maybe, maybe not. I think, I think the mistakes would have just been different. You know, I, I'm very clear for me. 
I feel like I'm very clear on what it is that I want in a relationship. I feel like I'm very clear on what it is that I want with my life coaching business. I feel like I'm very clear on what it is that I want to create with my online course because I, there's specific results that I know that I can get for people because it's the specific results that I got for myself and then some and specific results that I got for other people because I've already taught this course once I've just revamped it and now I'm going to make it available again. So what if you reflect on your past and then you choose to never try anything ever again? Think about that. What if you reflected on your past and you're so busy beating yourself up saying, hey, this shit doesn't work and I'm just, I'm just stuck. I'm going to be right here. Let me tell you something. You know, your first podcast is going to suck. Your first piece of art, if you're an artist, your first picture you ever painted sucked. Your first dance sucked. Your first game sucked. Your first everything sucked because you have to learn. My first softball game, I sucked. I mean, I thought I would. My coach didn't necessarily think I sucked, but I knew there were other girls on the team that were better than me. And in my mind, that made, that made me want to be better. And I, I didn't want to be in the outfield. I wanted to be in the infield. So what did I do? I worked harder. So to me, if you were in the outfield, that meant you sucked. That was my mentality. I'm not saying that that's the case. I know lots of people that are outfielders and they are phenomenal. I didn't like being in the outfield. I wanted to be in the infield. And so in my mind, I created, well, being in the outfield means you suck. So you, if you want to be on the infield, you got to play harder. You got to practice harder. You got to work better. You got to make it happen. You can't get to your 50th episode like I am today if you don't have a first. What if, because podcasting was never a part of my initial vision coming out here to California. What if, because I never thought of that being a part of what it was I'm supposed to be doing. What if I just said, no, I'm not going to do it. What if I just walked away from it? It didn't say yes to it. We wouldn't be having a 50th episode. I wouldn't have gotten the emails and the and the DMs that I get from people that listen to my podcast every week and say, hey, I've been listening to your podcast. I just recently found it. I'm binge, binge listening to it. Thank you so much for doing that. Like, how many people do I get to affect? How many people do I get to inspire and motivate and change their life in some little way to make it better? If I had not followed my waking up vision first thing in the morning and say, hey, I don't know anything about podcasts and let me reach out to my friend Chip Baker. He does a podcast. Maybe he can tell me how to do this. Maybe he can make it simple enough for me to where I can make it happen. We did an hour long video chat and I figured out the podcast and I recorded two episodes and had my podcast up and running in two days and I've been doing it every week since. I think my hardest challenge with my podcast was when I did the seven day podcast blast that I had to do a podcast every single day. I have so much respect for those people that do daily podcasts. It couldn't be me. Not unless I'm in a, in a space where I can pay somebody to do the editing for me. I love the creation part of it, but I'm not so much thrilled about the editing part of it. But I've learned so much even with my editing that I can go so much further now. I can go faster. I can do a bigger podcast and edit it down and cut it up and, and do all these things that I never imagined that I could do before. But you can't get to your 50th if you don't do your first. Just saying. Today, when I started this podcast, we have 150 days left in this year. 3,586 hours left in this year. 
And when I hit the record on this podcast, we had 12,907,814 seconds left in this year. Do you know what you're doing for the rest of the year? Have you set out some goals? Do you have some dreams? Did you set them at the first of the year? Did you, did you, do, a, did you do a check-in to see where you are, how you're, how you're working on it? Like, is, is everything running along like it's supposed to, or do you need to reassess? Did you, like, I have huge goals, so, like, sometimes I get overzealous about what I can do in a year, but I don't care. I do it anyway, because it pushes me, pushes me outside my comfort zone and helps me get to that next level. But I have so many people reach out to me and say, hey, I'm just, I feel stuck. I feel like I can't. I don't know what to do next. I feel like there should be, I should have some kind of purpose in life and I can't figure out what it is. If you can't figure out what your purpose is, do you know what it is that you love? Do you know what your passions are? What are you good at? Did you, did you have a passion for something before you got married? Did you have a passion for something before you had kids? Like you were a whole person before you got married. You were a whole person before you had kids. Time is something that we don't get back, guys. Every second that ticks off this clock, is a second that we never get back. I'm not saying not to go out and have fun. I'm not saying don't hang out with your friends. I'm not saying don't hang out with your family. I'm not saying don't take a day off. I am saying make every minute count. Make every second count. If today's a rest day, damn it, enjoy your rest day. Lay on the couch, watch TV, have a beer. What, like, what, it, what does that look like? Go lay out by the pool, sit in the hot tub, whatever. But be in the moment. If you're going out on a date, put the damn phone down. Turn the notifications off. I'm telling you, like, I, I'm, I make no bones about it. I'm in the dating world. You know what I mean? And so when I go meet somebody on a meet and greet, my, notifi- my notifications go off. My phone is, and I don't carry a purse, so it normally goes face down on the table or face down in the seat beside me. And I don't check it until we're done. It's not, it, it, what I'm doing being there in that moment with that person trying to get to know them, how unimportant would they feel if I'm picking up my phone every five seconds to check it? Scroll on Facebook, look on Instagram. If I pick up my phone during a date, you know that this date is not going to go any further. There's, there is not going to be a second date. Like It's just not going to happen because there's not anything there for me. But in order for you guys to use your time wisely, you've got to know where it is that you're going. You got to have, I talk about this all the time. Like, you can't get in the car and say, I'm going to go to Montana, and you don't put an address in your GPS because you're going to end up somewhere else. Or you're going to say, or don't use a GPS at all. Say, oh, I'm going to go to Montana. I'm going to go this way. You're going to end up somewhere else. You're going to end up working for somebody else and building their dreams and their goals, and you're going to be sitting here like, WTF? Like, what just happened? I don't want that to be you. I really don't want that to be you. I realized... A long time ago, when I first got into, actually, you know what? I realized when I got started getting in the gym and working out right after I had to stare down with my bottle of sleeping pills that you can fuck up your whole life by hanging out with people that don't have any goals or any ambition. Because all the people that I was hanging out with in my life, they didn't have no goals. They didn't have no ambition. You know what their goal was? Find out how fucked up they can get on a weekend. That was their biggest goal in life. How high can I get and how long can I sustain it? And I'm not, I'm not mad at him. I, I willingly said yes. I willingly said yes because I wanted to be numb too. 
I wanted to be completely numb from the pain. I wanted to completely disconnect from the life that I had created for myself. And doing that almost killed me. I moved away to Huntsville. I now I'm still doing my drugs, still drinking my alcohol. I'm still stripping, trying not to be homeless, living in a hotel. I've been in a hotel for over a year, almost. See, I lived in a hotel from, I started going up to Huntsville to dance. I was commuting. So I go up there and I'd spend the week from Wednesday to Saturday. I come home on Sunday, Wednesday to Saturday. Every week I was in Huntsville. So I was living in a hotel up there and I come home and I'd just be home Sunday night, Monday and Tuesday. And I drive back up on Wednesday. So I started living in a hotel in June of 2010, June or July of 2010. And I didn't move into my new apartment in Atlanta after I moved to Atlanta in June of 2011 was when I moved into my new apartment. And it's the first time that I was in my own apartment in since 2008. That was a huge step for me. That was a huge epiphany for me. It's a I did it moment. Like you're, you're finally on the upswing. You're finally going somewhere. You're finally doing it. You're, you're getting your shit together. Even though so I was still stripping. I was still, I was doing more alcohol then. I wasn't doing as many drugs. I would do, did a good bit of cocaine. That's how I would sober up. But yeah, even the people that were in my life then outside of Jason, they didn't have no goals. They didn't have no ambition. Jason was treating me with a long handle spoon. He wanted to be around enough just in case I needed him. But he wasn't, he was very lightly pushing my dreams and my goals. Like, are you studying? Are you studying? Are you studying? He did enough to, to keep me focused. And then I met D. And D helped me to, D helped me to really want to be a better person. I wanted him to be proud of me. I wanted him to be proud to have me on his arm and, and introduce me to his family. And, you know, our goal was to get married. And I I, I wanted to be somebody that he wanted to marry. I wanted to be marriage material, and I didn't think that I was that. I know that I wasn't that at that point in time. The way that I thought about life and the way that I thought about myself and the way that I reflected on my past and who I was and where I was going and what I was doing in life was all shit. It sucked. And it's just honest. I own my shit, man. I am 100% transparent and I am 100% honest about like I, I got to own my shit. I can tell you right now, I can look back on anything that happened in my past and I can find a win. I can find a lesson. I can find something in there that I can learn from that will move me forward from where I am right now today. I have no bad feelings about anything in my past. Nothing that I've done. I have no regrets. None. You know what I mean? Even the, the, the people that I trusted that I shouldn't have or, you know, I, and I talk about this in my book. Dear victim, it's time for us to break up now. I talk about, you know, on the days that I was partying, I called you my friend if you partied with me at the bar. It was the dumbest idea I ever had in my life. That's an exact quote out of my book. Actually, that's one of my daughter's favorite quotes in my book. And she was like, that's real. It's a real truth. I had to, once I became a personal trainer, you know, and, and, and I say this, you know, going through all the learning to become a personal training, that's really a part of personal growth. Even though I don't really count that as part of my personal growth journey, I want to say that was more of a healing. Well, it's all healing. It's all personal growth. I don't know why I'm trying to split hairs with it. So just fucking cut it out, Tammy. Anyway, personal growth. 
becoming a personal trainer. After I became a personal trainer and I really wanted to make me a better me, I talked to my son. He was in church. He was he was into a lot of personal growth at that time. And I told him, I was like, I don't want to go back to the dark places. I feel the shadows. They're still way too close for comfort. And I know I still have a lot of healing to do. And I've got to figure out how to make me a better me. I've got to figure out how to make me a better person. I want to make you proud of me someday. And I asked him to recommend some books for me. And I asked him to help me find a church that was non-denominational, come as you are. I felt like me being back in church was what I needed to do for me. Uh, I've said this a thousand times. I don't do religion. I do believe there is a God source, higher power, and he lives inside me. I'm very well connected. I am a messenger. I do get visions. I do get downloads of stuff on a regular basis. I believe that all the thoughts that were in my head when I was in the dark places, they were my thoughts. They were the things that I felt about me. They were the thoughts that I thought about me. I thought that I was a terrible mom. I thought that I was not lovable. I believe, so I I say this all the time, your beliefs are just thoughts you keep thinking. The thoughts I kept thinking was I'm a terrible mom. The belief was that was true because at that, when I was going through the dark places, My kids weren't talking to me and I couldn't see my grandkids. That added to the hurt of the depression that took me down that road to a stare down with a bottle of sleeping pills. I had a belief because of the thoughts that were on repeat. You're not lovable. Every relationship that I ever had failed miserably. Made me feel not loved. Made me feel not worthy. I was the common denominator. I don't know that I, I was very clingy. And I'm, I'm not on that. I was very clingy because I just wanted to be loved. I wanted to feel loved. Subconsciously, I believed that sex was love. If you had sex with me, then you loved me. And we were in a relationship. Sex doesn't constitute a damn relationship. Sex doesn't constitute love. And so I would have sex with somebody. And then, you know, next week, oh, we're in a relationship. No, Gina, we ain't. <laughs> we, was, we, we, we just had some relations. We didn't have a relationship. We had a situationship. Like, I'm very clear about that now, but I had to learn from those things. And I, like I said, I don't know what it was. I I just, I got the download. Like, Tammy, like this is, you've believed for so long that sex is love. You know what I mean? I, I, and I, like I said, I honestly don't know. I know the day that I had that epiphany. I don't remember what I was doing when I had it, but it was also the very last time that I saw D before we broke before my mom passed away, which was October 15th of 2013. And I, I shared that with him. And I was like, you know, I, I, I was, I was in church. I was doing all the personal development. I had grown tremendously because we started dating in 2000, the end of 2011, October 9th, 2011 is when we started dating. We were, I did my usual, like we did, we were now in a relationship two weeks later, which at the time it worked out good for him too. Like we, we both agreed to that. And we grew together very, we, our, our relationship was awesome for the first year, year and a half. And when things started going south, I held on even tighter because I didn't want to lose him. But I had to start changing the way that I was thinking. I had to think better thoughts. I had to change the way that I thought about me. I had to change the way that I thought about the things that I had done. I had to forgive myself. I had to learn how to purposefully choose my thoughts every day. I had to purposefully 
learn to choose to think negative or think positive because I was a negative Nelly. Like I, I, I make no bones. I, I had an eight lane superhighway, three deckers, three deckers deep. And so that all that negative thinking added momentum to the law of attraction, which got me negative results to make my beliefs even deeper that that was my lot in life. But as I started thinking about, you know, hey, and, and I learned to stop blaming people for where I was at. I blamed other people for where I was at. Oh, well, they lied to me. So that's why that happened. They lied to me. And that's why I made that decision. Yeah, they may have lied to me, but I still could have said no. In that moment, in every decision I've ever made, in that moment that I said yes, I did exactly what it was that I wanted to do. And so did you. Every decision that you've ever made had absolutely not a damn thing to do with anybody but you. You said yes. They didn't hold a gun to your head. They didn't, they didn't tell you you was going to die if you said no. Did they give you wrong information? Did they tell a lie? Did they do whatever? Maybe, maybe not. I don't know. I don't know your situation. I can tell you my situation, they didn't give me all the facts. One of my situations, they lied. Point just flat out lied. But I trusted them because they were my friend because they hung out and partied with me at the bar. Like I said, dumbest idea I ever had. Trusting those two people got me two felonies on my record. I had to start choosing my friends because the people that I was hanging out with, they, they didn't have no goals. They didn't have no ambition. Their, their goals and amb ambitions had to do with how high they could get and how much money they could make off of other people getting high. That was it. Nothing about that was su supposed to be a part of my life. But I had to learn on my own. I had to start choosing my thoughts every day. And so it is so, when I look back at it and I get on my Facebook memories, I mean, it's it literally, when I pass that test to be a personal trainer, it's like the switch just majorly flipped. Every time something would happen and it wasn't good, I said, oh, well, at least this didn't happen. I learned to flip those situations like instantly. Well, at least this didn't happen. You know, it could be worse. But instead, I got this. And this is a blessing. You know what? I got I got my own apartment. I got a roof over my head. I got power. I got water. I got gas. I got my own car. I got a good job. I'm the personal trainer. I can go to bed with, with peace in my heart at night. Like I can, I can sleep, man. I'm not doing any more drugs. I'm cleaning out my system. I'm losing weight. My body's getting in shape. Like I can come up with all these things. It didn't matter how hard that job was, how uncomfortable selling personal trainer was. It did, and none of that mattered. It mattered that I was better off as a personal trainer and I loved what I was doing way more than I hated the uncomfortableness of doing something new. Like I'm telling you, if you guys would start choosing your thoughts, like you choose your clothes every day, how much do you think you could change your life? How quickly do you think you could change your life if you purposefully started choosing your thoughts the way you choose your clothes? Ladies, I'm going to talk to you. If you'd start thinking about your thoughts as much as you thought about those shoes you, you put on every day, you would change your life. I'm just, I'm, I'm throwing it out there. I'm all, yes, I'm all up in your grill today. You'll be all right. Episode 50, baby. We're going to rock it out. You, you, you've got to put as much purpose and intention behind your thoughts, whether you are reflecting or whether you are, are, are just sitting in the moment today, tomorrow, the next day, next week, you've got to put as much thought into every thought that you choose so that you can drastically change your life. You can drastically change your life if you do that. Like your life goal 
my, what, what I would love for you to make your life goal. Let me rephrase that. What, I, what would make me the happiest woman on the face of the planet is if all of my listeners, all of my friends, everybody that I know would make their life goal to get so freaking confident in yourself that nobody else's opinion, nobody else's fucking rejection, nobody else's behavior can fucking shake you off your foundation, man. That's what I want your life goal to be. I want your life goal to be that you make yourself so confident, so powerful, so strong that nobody, nobody's opinion, nobody's behavior, nobody's actions, nobody's rejection can shake you off your foundation. Do you know how amazing your life will be? You, you know how I know that? Because that's where I'm at. I, I literally, that's that I, I, I've reached that goal. Other people's opinion to me, I don't care. I don't. I really don't. I had, okay, so I'm going to throw this out there. I had a friend that bought one of my books and sent it to WDJC in Birmingham because that's where I'm from. And he sent it to, to the radio station. Now, my, my brief thought was, that's a Christian, that's a Christian station. And there's a lot of cussing in my book. I don't know how that's going to fly, but hey, you told her about it. You told her what it was about. And she said, okay, send it to me. We want to help her promote it because we, this is a message that wants to get out. Cool. He sends her the book. She, uh, he tells, she tells him to have me send her an email so that they can talk about the story behind the story of the book and then talk about the book and when can when am I coming in town or how are we, are we going to do a video session? We're going to do a phone call, whatever to do the interview. That's, that's what we talked about. So I sent her the email. Hey, this is Tammy Loftus. You know, you got my, you got my book, dear victim. It's time for us to break up now. Da, 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 da. I was told to reach out to you to set this up. Let me know what your schedule is. I'm free on these days. Whole nine. I get a message from him the very next day that says, Oh, there's because of the language that's used in the book, we can't promote her book. Sorry. That was it. I didn't get salty about them not promoting my book. I didn't get salty or upset because I went through the process. I went through the steps for them to tell me no. The truth is, and I said, I, I, I'm, I'm a Christian too. Like I, Jesus saved me. I love me some Jesus. I love God. Yes, I cuss. I'm here to tell you. I know a lot of Christians that when they ain't around other Christians, they cuss just like I do. Some of them worse, but that's their choice and that's their decision. And that's okay. I'm not upset about them deciding not to promote my book because I shared my life the way that I went through my life and my true thoughts, my true words, my true feelings. Every step of the way, I'm 100% transparent. The people that they could have helped by sharing that book in the language or not is immeasurable because there's people that are in the Christian world that went through some of the things that I went through or maybe going through some of the things that I went through now and they need to know that there's hope. But that was their choice. I'm here to tell you that there's going to be some people that's going to get my book that are Christians and be like, damn, Gina, I needed to hear that. They don't care about how I talk. I'm me. 100% me. And if you don't like how I talk, you don't like my podcast. Hey, you're on here listening for a reason. <laughs> I had five star reviews for my book. 
all over the place, five-star reviews. I got an amazing five-star review from a guy that I don't even know the other day that had me in tears. I posted it on my Instagram and on my Facebook. David Swoboda, if you happen to be listening to my podcast, dude, you are the freaking bomb.com. I appreciate you. I love you to the moon and back. But he just said, like, like I've never had anybody explain almost to a T the things that I experienced as a child going through child abuse. Like to a T, she went through the things that seemed seemingly impossible and came out standing on her feet in this bright new shiny life. You go, girl. And that's not verbatim what he said, but it's super close. And so to hear a man say that when my primary target market is women, because I can only come from a woman's perspective. And I know there's there's men that had child abuse. And, it, you know, he didn't say anything about sexual abuse. He said he said child abuse. I know there's a lot of kids, male and female alike, that go through child abuse. So and, and there is child abuse that went on after the sexual abuse. So like, I have the whole story. I I. I put that out there to help people heal. If somebody doesn't like it, okay, hand it to somebody that will. They can't shake me off my foundation. If there's somebody that I like and I want to go out with and they don't like me, okay, I have no attachment to that. If they like me and I don't like them, I really don't have an attachment to that. (laughs) But what you really need to understand as you go through this thing called life is that the deeper you dig into yourself, the deeper you dig into your spiritual life and you start cultivating a better you, you start your true healing process. You stop blaming other people. You start owning your shit and taking responsibility for where you are and where you want to go. There's going to be some people that won't know how to handle you. There's going to be some people that won't know how to deal with you. That's because the deeper you get into your, your healing, the deeper that you get into your soul transformation, the deeper that you get in, internally, the more truth you're going to reveal, not only about yourself, but about the people around you, about how they treat you, about how they treat other people, what you're going to start setting boundaries. You're going to start saying, you know, this isn't okay. I'm better than that. I'm worth more than that. I am enough. I am worthy. I'm good enough. And this is not okay. If this is how this is going to be, I'm going to have to walk away. Truth scares the shit out of a lot of people. Scares the hell out of most people. And when you start owning your truth, when you start owning your shit, you start getting super deep into your soul about who you want to be and where you're going. Know that they're not ready. And that's okay. You continue. You get deep anyway. You keep digging you keep healing, you keep growing, you keep making you a better you, you do it anyway. Because the woman that you're becoming, the man that you're becoming, they need you. They need you to show the fuck up for you. You owe you to do it. The future you, you owe her, you owe him. They need you. And if you give up on growing, if you give up on who you think you could have been because you're too busy reflecting without intentions on what you're reflecting on and why you're going to get stuck you're going to have you're going to pour cement around your feet and you're going to get stuck it's time to chip away the cement guys it's time to create a life it is that you want it's time for that soul transformation to happen it's time to grow into the person that you were meant to be it's time for you to heal into the woman that you were destined to be 
it's time for you to be this amazing person that I know that you can be. How do I know that? Because I did it. And if I did it, you can do it. So love you guys to the moon and back. I hope that you really, really, really enjoyed this episode. And so as promised, before we go, um, I told you I'm doing this soul transformation, uh, call it a workshop, but it's a, it's an online course. It's going to be a life awakening soul transformation course. So if you've got, I don't know if you've got a whiteboard and you've got it handy, I want you to get it out. So you can hit pause, go get your whiteboard and it should be clean when you start it, right? Make sure that there's nothing else written on it. And now what I want you to do, get your, get your dry erase marker and we're going to put 60 seconds on the clock with that six, at at 60 seconds. So you can, you can go back and play this again, but I want you, I really want you to do this. So if you have a whiteboard, get you a whiteboard, there should be nothing on it. Up at the top of the whiteboard, I want you to write, I blame you. Okay. And why I, why I want you to write that on there is because we're going to do, we're going to do an exercise. So this is the exercise out of my, out of my course. And you're going to write at it. You don't have to write any numbers down. You can, if you want to, you can number it one to 20, or you can just leave the numbers off, but we're going to set the, set the timer. And for 60 seconds, no more than 60 seconds. And there's a purpose in that. I don't want too much momentum going on the negative side of things. So we're going to stop at 60 seconds. I want you to write, I blame you with an exc- exclamation point. Set your, set your timer, 60 seconds. And then for 60 seconds, I want you to write down every person's name, every circumstance, every situation, every decision, including yourself. If you're blaming yourself for something, I don't care if it's your mom, your dad, your brother, your sister, your cousin, your auntie, your neighbor, whatever, everybody that you're blaming for where you are right now that you don't like. I want you to write them down. Okay, 60 seconds on the clock, on your mark, get set, go. Tick, 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 tick. We're going to say 60 seconds is up. <laughs> now, I want you to look at those names. I want you to look at those situations. I want you to look at those circumstances. I want you to look at those decisions. Take in a deep breath. Let it out nice and slow. Shake it off. Did you write down the word me? Did you write down your name? That's one of the people that you're blaming. How does it feel saying that all of those people are in control of your life. I want you to be honest. How does it feel that you allowed all of these people, all of these circumstances, all of these situations, all of these things, all of these decisions to have control over your life? They controlled where you went. They controlled your emotions. They controlled 
controlled everything up to where you are right now in this moment? How does it feel to admit that someone else has been in control of your life and all of your emotions up to now? I want you to ask yourself this question. Is there anything that you can do about any of these past events or things or people, what they said or did to you? Can you undo any of those events to change your current circumstances? Let me answer that for you. Nope. It's like dry ink on a piece of paper in a book. Everything that's in my book is dry ink. I can't change that now. I could go back and change it, but it'd be a process. Like there's all of those things that happened in that book happen. I can't change those things. You've been giving away all of your power to these people who have absolutely nothing to do with where you are right now. Nothing. Did you have control over the situations and circumstances that happened? Maybe, maybe not. What you did have 100% control over was how you responded or reacted to each one of those people, situations, and or circumstances. Your response, or in some cases, lack thereof, led you to where you are right here and right now. You, my dear friends, are 100% responsible for where you are right now in this very moment. Yes, I know that stings. Sorry, not sorry. Yes, I hear you. They did this. They did that. They said this. They said that. And it hurt or yada, 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 yada. Stop it. Yes, all of that is absolutely true. But you responded in a way that led you to right here. Period. I know you're wondering why I'm hammering this in so hard. It's because realizing that you had control over your past, which created your current situation, means you also have 100% control over your future. That should excite the fuck out of you. Nobody is controlling your life. You are in control of your life. Nobody gets to decide how successful you can be but you. Yes, I said you. Why is that important to know? Because you are amazing and you need to know that. If you've already taken the steps to make your life better, then you have to own your shit and say, yes, I am responsible for my life, period. Past, present, and future. This is where your journey begins. This is the first step, day one, in taking all of your power back. Now, I want you to get some alcohol and put it on a paper towel. And I want you to repeat this statement. This is the last day that I will allow you to control my emotions, my responses, and my decision-making processes. I am taking my power back and I'm going to create my life the way that I want to from this day forward, period. I forgive you and I wish you well, but this is where our story ends and my story begins. Now, I want you to take that paper towel and I want you to wipe wipe that whiteboard completely clean. Wipe it all off. Close your eyes. Take a deep breath. Let it out nice and slow. And when you open your eyes back up, what do you see? You see a blank slate, a new beginning, a fresh start, a drawing board that you, my dear friends, get to create whatever it is that you want to create from your, for your life from this day forward. I want you to make a promise to yourself to never, ever, ever hand someone else the paintbrush to your canvas of life. The plans that they have for you are nowhere near as grand as the plans that you can and will create for yourself. If you don't have a whiteboard, you can do this with a piece of paper in a, in a spiral notebook, write them down. But instead of wiping it clean, what you're going to do is you're going to pull that, you're going to rip that piece of paper out. You're going to roll it up like you're, and you're going to set it, go outside and put it in a fire pit or whatever. And you're going to set it on fire and you're going to watch that motherfucker burn, burn to the ground. Make sure all the flames go out. We're not setting any wildfires, especially out here in, in Cali. 
Make sure you pour water on it and it's completely out. When you look back at your notebook, it should be a plain sheet of paper. Same scenario, same thing. You got a clean slate, a new beginning, a fresh start, a drawing board that you get to create whatever it is that you want to create for your life from this day forward. Congratulations, man. You just did a great thing right now. Admitting that you've been playing the blame game is a huge step in your healing and it's a huge step in breaking up with your inner victim. I'm proud of you. And I really, really, really want you to pat yourself on the back. So now we are really done with this podcast for today. I thank you guys so, so, so much from the bottom of my heart. Episode number 50 is epic. I hope that you got some value out of this podcast and that you enjoyed it as much as I enjoyed recording it for you. Don't forget to hit that subscribe button so that you don't miss an episode every time that I post it. You can follow me on all social media. Hit the hashtag Callie Tammy and I will pop up everywhere on Facebook, uh, Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, Twitter. I'm there. <laughs> uh, if you haven't gone and got my book yet, don't forget to do that. Go to Amazon, type in the search bar, Tammy Loftus. It'll be the first thing that pops up. Or you can order a autographed copy off of my website at TammyLoftus.com. I love you guys to the moon and back, and I will see you next week. Bye-bye now.